An ocean liner was traveling from New York to Liverpool in 1915. A German U-boat shot a torpedo which struck the ocean liner. That ocean liner was named the Lustania. 1,900 people were on board. 1,100 perished. Of that number, 120 of them were Americans. Two years later, Woodrow Wilson asked Congress for a declaration of war against Germany, and in the month of April, Congress granted that request, and the United States was formally at war with Germany. A few months later, in October, after the United States had declared war on Germany and began its participation in World War I, the Congress of the United States passed the War Revenue Act. What the War Revenue Act did was it increased income taxes to very high levels in order to raise money for the war effort. Now here's an interesting story. The history of the United States as far as charitable contribution deductions go. Now, the Internal Revenue Service Code allows U.S. taxpayers to deduct charitable contributions of money or property made to qualified organizations as long as they file an itemized return. Now, what an organization said is this. The general rule is the taxpayer may deduct up to 50% of adjusted gross income if the gift is made to a qualified organization. Now, then there's a 30% deduction limit for gifts to some private foundations. Now, according to this organization that wrote the article, examples of a qualified organization include a community chest, a corporation, a trust, a fund, foundation organized or created in the United States exclusively for charitable, religious, education, scientific, or in fact, literary purposes. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, I frequently donate to charity myself. And I've noticed this one thing sticking out. Oftentimes, I'll walk in and I'll give something and someone will, they won't thank me for my donation. They'll say, do you want a receipt for your tax donation? They don't ask who I'm giving it to and who's going to benefit from my donation. They ask me for a receipt. I want to look at the song this week by Earth, Wind, and Fire, That's the Way of the World. That's the way of the world. Plant your flower and grow a pearl. Child is born with a heart of gold. Way of the world makes his heart so cold. Let's look at this saying. It is better to give than to receive. Which comes from, it is more blessed to give than to receive. But in order to give, do we need to receive? If you give for a tax benefit, does your heart really benefit from that? If you simply give, a, give to get a tax benefit and don't think about who you are supporting, then you run the danger of having your heart grow cold. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience, a show about learning by a compassionate, confident, trying to be a considerate leader. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I was born in the Midwest and I live on the West Coast. I still love Chicago sports. I'm an educator. I have deep faith, deep convictions, and this is my experience. Come, let's learn together. This is my essential question for today. How would you evaluate your giving? That's the Way of the World. It's a 1975 song by Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's also the title track of the same album called That's the Way of the World. Uh, That's the Way of the World was released as a single in a bunch of countries and reached number 12 and number 5 on the U.S. pop and black singles charts in that year. Also, the song is ranked number 337th 
on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. <coughs> I have a cough today. Look at these lyrics. <coughs> Let me cough. We come together on this special day, sing our message loud and clear. Looking back, we've touched on sorrowful days, future past, they disappear. You will find peace of mind. If you look way down in your heart and soul, don't hesitate because the world seems cold. Stay young at heart because you're never old. The Constitution of the United States says, One nation under God for liberty and justice for all. And churches are a part of our fabric. We come together on this special day, the first words of the song. Churches hold weddings, and churches also hold funerals. So we've got something going on in this song at the beginning. We've got two messages here, gathering together on a special day, singing messages loud and clear. But then also when we look back, we see sorrowful days as well. The Emmanuel African Methodist Church, AME Church, in the South. It's one of the oldest churches in the South. It's often referred to as Mother Emmanuel, according to the church's website. 1833, that church was investigated for its involvement with the planned slave revolt. Denmark Vesey was one of the church's founders, and he was hanged for organizing a slave uprising in Charleston. After that uprising in 1834, all black churches were outlawed. And that forced the congregation to worship underground until 1865. And at that time, the church was formally recognized and the name Emmanuel was adopted. Fast forward to June 17, 2015. Dylan Roof walked into the church and sat with the congregation, people who were gathered for a Bible study, the ages ranging between 26 and 87, and he shot and, and murdered them. Open fire on the entire group. And when this happened, terrible tragedy in South Carolina at the church that had been there since the 1800s. Now, when a crime happens, a brutal crime, it needs to be cleaned up. The people who come in to clean up a crime are called bioremediation specialists. They come in and they clean up after the crime scene. A crime scene cleanup is needed because there is blood, there's bodily fluids, potentially infectious materials. They call those OPIMs, biohazard remediation, and the crime scene is needed to be cleaned up because of the biohazard situation. And we clean up the blood and people go to jail, yet in places like Charleston, Orlando, San Bernardino, Newton, the victims of those people are still there. They have a deep hole in their heart, and there isn't an easy answer for them. Each day is a reminder of what was lost. One example, Reverend Anthony Thompson shared a home with his wife, Myra. Myra was leading the Bible study at Emmanuel that night, and she was killed. And in his house, he sees pictures of 
Myra everywhere. Photos of her on the wall, even her Bible, is still there, marked with the text that they studied that evening. Mark 4, 16 through 20. And that family had been married for 40 years. Now, it takes a bioremediation team a little bit of time to clean up a crime scene, but the human heart, when wounded, takes support, connection, and intimacy in order to begin to help someone go on a healing journey. And there's groups like this called the Victim Support Services. That's an organization in Washington that's been around for almost 40 years, I think over 40 years. Their mission says on their website is to support victims of crime through advocacy, education, and awareness. So when you think about your giving, when you think about the people who you're giving to and the help that they need, think about this. Generosity for a tax benefit or generosity to help someone else. Well, science says that generosity trumps selfishness when it comes to success in the long run. There was a study done, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences at the University of Pennsylvania, and they found in a game that cooperation, everyone working together, leads to more success than not being generous. There was another study done in 2012, and that study says that when you think about giving and you think about helping other people, rather than thinking about being on the receiving ends of things, you do better. Mentally, mental health, 2012 study says that if you simply think about the time you help other people, it makes you better mentally than simply thinking, I gave, the IRS is going to give me some money back. Now, when you reach deep down in your heart to give, think about this. Think about who you're giving to and what help you provide to them. Let your accountant file your paperwork to get the tax break. Leave that to him or her. But for you, you connect to who you are giving to. Here's the challenge for the week. Take this away. Evaluate your giving. Who do you give to? Who do you support and, and give more to? Give emotional support and realize a hug or simply listening to somebody is more valuable than providing an answer. In fact, sometimes we don't even know the answer. Think about this for a second. If you told someone four plus five is 16, well, we or someone would tell you that that's the wrong answer. And if I asked you to define Newton's second and third laws of motion, if I asked you that question, it's okay to say, I don't know. You don't need to search for the correct answer sometimes. But it's how we view money. Money is a servant. And if we look at money as a servant, we can tell money what to do. If we don't, look at money as a servant, then there are people who can't do important work, and that important work is being blocked. People need help. Look deep down in your heart and in your soul. And even though the world is cold, you can put on a jacket and go outside. There are good and there are bad, and those times come to us all. But like it said in the song, hearts of fire create love desire. Light your fire today. 
even if it's gone out, even if there's been situations that have made your heart turn cold, there's still people there who need to be helped. That's the way of the world. Go out today and put some good into the world. This is Stephen Thompson, and thank you for being a part of my experience. I may not know you, but know this. You are valuable. You are loved. You have talents, you have gifts, and you have abilities that the world needs. And I don't know where you are on your journey, but find those gifts and use them. Then, know whether near or far. If you agree with me or if you disagree with me, realize I am for you finding your place in the story that has been written especially for you. Thank you.